0: welcome to my first podcast where we will talk about scary stories today and how to use them for your business if you like this already then please wherever you are listening from apple podcast or spotify or youtube please support me with a like or subscribe attitude it's highly appreciated as i'm recording It's almost Halloween. And I thought, why not turn this into my first podcast? So where I'm from originally, we don't celebrate Halloween because we have a similar tradition around that same time of the year that involves going door by door too. And a lot of candy as well. So we thought, enough is enough. Let's let's focus on one festivity with a lot of candy and um, I will leave it at that but since we moved to another country we have the perks of experiencing all the local or international embraced festivities with fresh new eyes. huh? So we currently live in Portugal and here we do celebrate Halloween. Although it is still a bit new and awkward and experimental here, we all look, the, the Dutchies, the Portuguese people, everybody looks at the American expert for guidance, which they gracefully accept and show us how to do a good Halloween party. And because this is all quite new for me too, I am like one of my own kids mesmerized by all these costumes and props and scary stuff to decorate your home with we even carved out two pumpkin faces and burned little candles in them so how halloween do you want it to be everyone in the family is engaged and my youngest who is three years old he is pitching his voice into a spooky sound and he says Halloween with tingling his fingers. Everyone loves it, is engaged and is totally into the story, the narrative of Halloween. And they cannot wait to dress up and scare everyone else. But I've got a confession to make. So if I'm honest, and please don't hit me. I never really liked Halloween. So I always thought Halloween was a superficial celebration with a thin story and I never really delved into the story. So, yeah, what can I say? But now I'm kind of forced, am I not? I am so influenced by all these Halloween props everywhere. So I'm totally inspired. Um, to look up the origins of that event and it led me to Samain. and this story is so interesting that I will first talk a little bit more about this tradition and then we will take those insights for our own business. In a nutshell, Samhain, what I found is a Celtic festival with its origins in ancient Ireland and Scotland. It marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of a darker half of the year, typically celebrated on, you guessed it, October 31st. Samhain is considered a liminal or in-between time when the boundary between the physical world and the spiritual world is believed to be thin allowing for easier communication with the deceased and other supranational entities, whatever they are. This is what I found online, <laughs> just to want, want to make sure. Um, so I immediately noticed that uh, the timing is exactly the same. The date of Halloween is on October 31st, um, And I guess it was also chosen that way to closely align with Samen. Um and I think it also covers the view between the worlds because it is thin and making it easier for spirits to cross over so definitely they took that aspect of the the story of Samhain, the ritual the tradition of Samhain, into the Halloween tradition And what I also found as a similarity is the costumes. So by practicing of wearing costumes on Halloween, it has its roots in the Celtic and Druidic traditions of disguising oneself to ward off or blend in with spirits. This idea is connected to the belief that spirits and otherworldly beings were more active during Samhain so what i also found online is this story that um people also would dress up as a spirit to invite other spirits to make them feel uh like welcome or something and uh, blend in together so they could party together i thought that was really it <laughs> was really inclusive right So um, I also found uh, a similarity about the pumpkins and those are called the jack-o'-lanterns. Carved pumpkins or jack-o'-lanterns have their origin in the Irish tradition of carving lanterns out of pumpkins or turnips during summer. The practice was later adapted to pumpkins in North America. These lanterns were used both to light the way and to ward off evil spirits. And last but not least, there is the candy again, trick or treating. The concept of souling, I must say, souling, it comes from the word soul, in medieval Europe, in which the poor would go door to door offering prayers for the dead in exchange for food, influenced the modern practice of trick or treating it's a way to give offerings to spirits and honor the dead and this last aspect is very similar to the dutch uh, st martin tradition which is also uh, funny enough portuguese um sao martinho sao martinho and st martin is about caregiving and going door by door um Well, in the Netherlands, you sing a song and then you get candy. So it's like symbolizing this aspect of the story, uh, which covers in Halloween the trick or treating. Um, So I personally see a lot of parallels with um, Christian All Souls Day, which is also the same as Dia del Muerte. Uh, you remember the death you remember you the, the deceived uh, beloved ones what i mentioned the dutch tradition saint Martin is the portuguese You, which is about caregiving and one of the sabbats of wicca of their year wheel of festivities and of course halloween so um a lot of similarities and some is only one aspect but it all comes together right so you see my biggest um, takeaway would be for this part is stories influence stories this has always been and always will be they are significant and meaningful for us as it hold a purpose And the story of Samain to me, is about three main things. So one is the harvest. And don't underestimate that aspect, because back in the day, the harvest was about the most important defining event of the year, as it would tell you if you have a good winter, basically, or a, a, a winter full of hunger. They didn't have the grocery stores back then, so the harvest was very significant. Um, then you have the seasonal transition. Um, and what I also found very interesting about that is that people back in the day were more connected to nature. They were also more depending of nature, so they worked together more with nature if it was darker than. It was just a matter of accepting, surrendering to that transition of seasons and make the best of it, right? Um, And then we have the spiritual connection. And this aspect I also find very beautiful because it seems that nowadays in our reality, this part of spiritual connection is almost completely faded out of our reality so to have that one day of the year and to really dive into that and to make that connection and be playful with it I actually really really love it more and more now so back to Halloween i do think this is all a part of halloween but nowadays what you see is that we only dress up scary and trick or treating for some candy but i now know there's way more layers under this tradition and it's rooted in samane and i really really appreciate it more so To illustrate my point about stories having a certain power over us that gives us a sense of direction and purpose, I want to share you a story about the pumpkin of Halloween or something. So, it is said that back in the day, women hollowed out pumpkins and carved a face in the skin of the pumpkin as a ritual. The candles that are placed in the hollowed out fruit symbolize the soul that never dies. The fruit symbolizes the perishable body that envelops the soul here on earth. And from the removed flesh, the women made pumpkin soup to symbolize rebirth. Reading this to me, what it does to me is that it immediately elevates the typical pumpkin face of halloween that we all know because now i understand its origin and what it meant and the deep meaning behind it it inspires me to recreate this ritual actually and be really mindful of that story that symbolizes harvest seasonal transition connecting with spirits In our own cycle of life and rebirth with our ever-living soul. Three, it connects me to a story greater than me. We as people are naturally leaning towards those stories as they give us guidance or purpose, if you will. Now, that all being said, how can you as a business owner or entrepreneur or manager use a scary story to inspire your listeners into action? So you must know that although we as people naturally love a good scary story, be aware to don't make it into a doomsday scenario, there are change behavioral experts on the case of climate change for example warning authorities to tone it down a bit because they are afraid of an adverse reaction and that adverse reaction is actually very predictable so what we as people tend to do (laughs) it's not even a choice it's not an option so what we do when we are too afraid we will go into Fight or flight or freeze mode those are the options this is also the same result uh, out of evolution I don't know thousands millions of years ago this is our hardwire. we still carry with us so I guess what we can learn from those big global institutes navigating this dilemma is to create awareness but don't take it too far and this is very important too: offer a counter perspective offer some hope offer a northern star offer something that inspires us to take action if it all is dead and 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 nothing then people will lose hope so give us hope that's i guess the big learning out of that and that we can take to our own business again so back to our own business you can talk about risks of not buying into your solution and you can emphasize this by making it anecdotal because it will breathe life into your story immediately Especially if it's a true first-hand story, your listener will engage with that story way better than with a statistic, for example. And your listener will resonate with that message. And why I'm stating true is that in storytelling, you are allowed to take little side bets and you are allowed to exaggerate and you are allowed to put in some funny details that never really happened so you can be very playful with the narrative but when it's a true anecdote especially I don't know why but especially when it's a scary one or a sad one and it is true probably because you don't have to fake it you will feel it too it will resonate within you and that will transfer to your listener too and you will resonate together with that story that's why it's so powerful and that's why i'm stating better to be a true story but (laughs) although it's true you don't want to take it too far you don't want to scare your listener off And you have to offer a counter perspective so what will happen if they buy your solution how will it make them feel again emotions over stats you can use stats to back your message but primarily we are creatures that want to feel something and we feel through stories so i want to end this podcast with a closing thought And that will be that it's very easy to draw people's attention with a good scary story. But it takes skill to not make people too afraid that they will go in fight or flight or freeze mode. It takes skill to keep your listener engaged and inspire them into action. A skill is the mother of repetition. So if you want to create or improve your pitch, talk, or proposition, you can take this scary element and put that into your story. And if you need help with storytelling for your business, you can contact me or visit my website for the possibilities. I would love to hear actually how it turned out. You can leave it in the comments or give me a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram. I will put my details into the show notes so you will know how to find me. And I guess that was it. I hope you liked my first episode. And please don't forget to like, share and subscribe as it will help me hugely to grow my podcast. I wish you a very scary night. And see you on the next. Ciao!